0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. If you haven't heard already, it's probably because you don't follow us on social media yet, but we're on Apple Podcasts now, along with other popular platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Exciting news. We're going to be doing a giveaway to celebrate the start of our podcast. We're going to be giving away a $25 gift card to any restaurant of your choice once we hit 250 listens. To enter to win, you must do four simple things. Be following our Twitter or Instagram accounts or both at at sports 913 pod. You must subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to it and leave a review for us. We're doing this for our entertainment, but also for your knowledge. So help us get better at it. And then the last thing is send us an email to sports in the 913 podcast at gmail.com with your social media handle where you followed us showing a screenshot that you subscribed to our podcast and that you left us a review. We will be announcing the winner at random on an Instagram live stream after we hit the 250 listens mark so make sure that you are staying tuned into our social media pages. Now let's get into the show.
1: The game is over and the Chiefs team.
2: 54. Yo 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 welcome back to episode five of sports in a nine one three. This is Dalton with David and Luke. Guys, let's get into it. Excited to be back.
1: Let's hey, do it. Week four is in the books, guys. Let's I mean, let's react to it. I mean, not every day you get to watch a bunch of football and then get to talk on it with your buddies, right? That is right. David, I'm going to yes. throw you a question. I think it's going to take you a little off guard. Before we get into any breakdown of games or anything, what's one big takeaway you want to share with our podcast audience? What's thing something that popped out to you? Um, just kind of an overwhelming
0: theme through the first four weeks, I feel, is that probably 75% of fantasy managers are not happy with their first-round pick. <laughs> um, I, I mean, with with – uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley getting hurt. Um, those of who picked Kenyon Drake in the first round being severely disappointed. Michael Thomas getting hurt. I, it's just been kind of a war of attrition. I saw somebody say, I thought that was a pretty good uh, theme of what this season has been so far is like just next man up. I feel with all the injuries, I feel like from this week specifically, I, um, Running back depth is going to be extremely helpful going forward in the season with how many have either been hurt or just aren't performing in general. So I feel like that those of who have good running back depth going forward
1: are probably
0: going to do pretty well.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. Running backs, whoever would have guessed. There's uh, not enough running backs to go around in fantasy football. I never, never would have guessed. Dalton, what's one big takeaway from you from this week? Anything that jumped out?
2: Yeah, uh, for me it was the Chiefs, the performance. The performance against uh, New England, man. I know that first half in particular was ugly to watch. The fact that we were only up 3-6 to was just devastating. I feel like we should have ran them up and down that field all night, one through four. And we just really only took took control in the second half. And that was pretty frustrating to watch. You know, we need to come out better than that.
1: No, I think, I think you're fair to say that. And one of my big takeaways is Aaron Rodgers is awesome. And it doesn't matter who he throws the ball to, I guess. Like, if he could be in Wentz's spot, and he'd probably still put up 300 and win a bunch of games because – Everything was hurt well, from the Packers on Monday night, and he still performed. So, I guess that's my big takeaway that maybe we shouldn't second guess Aaron Rodgers. Um, I agree. Maybe we shouldn't,
2: you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see that quote he said? I can't, you know, I can't remember verbatim what it was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, what I'm doing now is some of the, you know, somebody else's prime, you know, what somebody else yeah, is doing he, in their prime. He, and for me, he it's said, the off
1: year or something. Right. Like that. Yeah, he
0: said my off years are better than some quarterbacks' career years Yeah, or something like that. I was I was shook when he said He's that. He was taking That's... little
1: dags at everybody. Like, <laughs> seriously. It. That's awesome. Okay, I want to play a little game with everybody before we get into the weekly rewind. I'm going to call it this or that. And so I just kind of want to pick your brains on some of the top wide receivers. Would you pick this guy or that guy? Seems fair. Like seems pretty easy. I'm going to throw this first one to David. Rest of the season. Name me your wide receiver one. Like if you had to, like if you could trade any wide receiver for one wide receiver, who is it?
0: Oh, that's tough. Um, I mean, I think you guys both know in my heart what I'm going to say yep. is Devontae Adams because he's he's just always been my favorite wide receiver since he pretty much came into the league. Um, I think if I had to pick one going forward the rest of the season, oh, man, that's that's tough because there's been a lot of injuries, and we haven't seen much performance from Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. Gosh, that is a good question. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Devontae Adams because I like you like you mentioned. Aaron Rodgers has been just tearing it up. Doesn't matter who he throws to, but Devontae Adams has <laughs> been his number one target. Yes, f- when he's on the field, the guy got like seven or nineteen targets or seventeen targets week one. Yeah, so I I, I think when Devontae Adams is healthy and he's on the field, he can easily outscore every other wide receiver. I, w- I would say if I had to pick somebody else, it would probably be DeAndre Hopkins, but the Cardinals offense is leaving a little bit more to be seen right now the last couple of weeks.
1: I think that's fair. Okay, Dalton, I'm going to throw you a slightly different question. Uh, um, I'm going to give you two wide receivers from two teams, and you get to pick or- – order them how you would order them. Ridley – Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Rest of season, what's your order for those four? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dig on David here. He's gonna disrespect my. I'm boy. gonna
2: go. I'm gonna go. Calvin Ridley, Julio Lockett, Tyler. Or er, not. No, sorry, Tyler, yeah, Tyler, the and then DK, and then DK. My bad. Uh, I'm disrespectful. I don't like. Don't get me wrong, I, I fully believe D.K. Metcalf is an NFL wide receiver. is going to be great. I still like the rapport between Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson better. I, I mean, we, we saw it, what, two weeks ago when <laughs> D.K. had the bomb and pulled his Deshaun Jackson impression and fumbled it, and that was that. I mean, until the end of the game, he didn't have, really, from what I understand, a whole another look. They were all going to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns in the first half that game. Yeah, but that. DK had the game-winning touchdown. Sure, so but you can't say What I'm saying, all. though, is that Russell held that grudge, and I think, I think he'll do that every I, time if I DK messes up. I think they are
1: both right. I think Lockett's a safety blanket, and I think DK is the bomb threat. Like – It just depends on is DK going to get the long touchdown or not that's going to make his day. Like, I mean, he's going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. He's like top 10, top 12. But he's kind of like Tyreek Hillish to me. Is he going to get the 50-yard bomb or not? Um, Except DK
0: can moss somebody and Tyreek is –
1: not, m- but correct we we've seen
2: Tyree
0: Moss people before, so
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not he,
0: he just has an insane David, jumping ability. This but...
1: one, this this or that is uh, NFC North edition. Obviously, not taking into oh, account. Gosh, uh, order me Robinson, Thielen, and Galladay rest of season.
0: Um, I'll take him in that order. Actually, I'll take Robinson first. I think he's going to continue to get an insane amount of target share, no matter who the quarterback is, if they even go back to Mitch, which I think and we'll talk about this later. I think that he looks like he could be a better fantasy wide receiver with Mitch Trubisky, but I think Foles gives them a better chance to win now, obviously we'll get into that in a little bit, but, Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll, I'll take Thielen just because I mean, he, he is a good wide receiver and I think that he is going to be Kirk Cousins, number one option all season.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Justin Jefferson has been looking pretty good. So I think that complements his game well. And I mean, they've both done well the last two weeks and then Galladay, I think I mean it's kind of hard to rank those three like far apart from each other Godin. because I think they're Was it not? I Godin. think they're oh. no NFC North. Um so Kenny so,
1: Galladay.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're all gonna finish fairly close together and I think they could all finish as wide receiver ones. Um Galladay just it it's hard to believe in the Lions offense and believe in Matt Patricia. Uh-huh as a coach. So I think that he's probably going to finish with less, but I mean, we've seen Matt Stafford support some top wide receiver play before. So.
1: Okay. okay. Dalton, this one's going to go to you, but the same question is going to go back to David. If you have to name one of these guys to finish as the wide receiver one at the end of the season, who is your pick? Juju Smith-Schuster, Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Scary Terry, or Keenan Allen or Odell. Who do you think has the chance to finish as wide receiver one when it's all said and done by the end of the year? Stephon Diggs. Ooh, that's not bad. With the like Josh Allian, Josh Stallion going crazy, I think I think there's some sneaky upside there. I like that pick. I mean, obviously, you're not saying he's going to finish one, but there's a chance. None of those guys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, David. What about you? Give me my options again. Sorry, Diggs, Juju. Yeah, Diggs, Juju, Evans, Scary Terry, and Keenan Allen, and Odell. Ooh, who's going to finish as the wide receiver? Who has the one? best chance end of season to finish as the wide receiver one?
0: Hmm. I think if you could guarantee me six the rest of the season with Justin Herbert, I would say Keenan Allen. Okay. Um, If you you can't guarantee me that, I I think I would agree with Dalton with Stefan Diggs. I think he's getting just an insane volume right now to not pick him. And that offense looks so good right now. I'd... I think Diggs is actually a better wide receiver than we thought he was the last, you know, six years yeah. with Kirk or three years with Kirk cousins. So
1: it's fun when he I, gets to see number one target, like where he doesn't have to share I it with feeling like people have been right. talking about his talent and you can really see it. It's funny just four weeks ago during draft season, people were worried about him getting volume. And now it's like, dude, he doesn't need a whole lot of volume. Allen will throw it and he still gets a, enough volume it's crazy just four weeks, exactly but david i'll let you that'll be that's it for this week of this or that i think that might be like a tuesday staple we'll do something fun like this but david why don't you run us through the games and we'll go through some stars and studs and duds and stuff like that
0: yeah definitely so we're going to start off with the thursday game we'll just briefly talk about this since we kind of mentioned it last episode and briefly already, uh, Broncos jets. There's, there's not much to say here. Um, I'll kind of just take this one quickly. Melvin Gordon. I, I think we all kind of saw this coming 23 carries 107 yards, two touchdowns. Didn't, didn't do great to start the game until that long rushing touchdown. Um, that kind of saved his star status. Mm -hmm. Um, duds i would say the entire new york jets front office for not firing adam Gase the day after um but they must know something or have a promise with adam Gase to not win a single game so they can i was gonna say maybe they want
1: to keep gaze they're scared if they get rid of him they might win so they need to make sure they keep the bat around (laughs) i don't
0: know man it's just oh it's just ugly there in new york and I I feel bad for Jets fans like y- you just traded away the best safety in the NFL and your and your defense is in shambles your quarterback is seeing ghosts your coach is awful uh, it's just it's just a mess
1: no i think yeah, that's fair i think that's fair
0: <laughs> uh yeah let's get into the Cardinals Panthers game uh, luke why don't you run through this one real quick oh uh,
1: i watched a good chunk of this game on the rewind where they take all the middle parts off and you just get to see snap after snap after snap a uh, big takeaway for me was Murray was disappointing um, he set salvaged his a uh, day because he runs a lot but he did not look like a great quarterback Teddy Bridgewater looks like he could be streamable in the right matchups is a I agree. So he looks studly. I think Mike Davis looks like an NFL running back, which is not something I think I could have said when he was with the Bears. His vo- he Not only is getting a lot of volume, he looks pretty good with it. He can catch it. He can run it. He looks solid. And um, DJ Moore, you are no longer on my love list. I think you are fine. <laughs> um, I'm not sending you a valentine. I'm very disappointed. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'll leave that.
0: Yeah, I just want to briefly get to uh, the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake. I know I have Kenyon Drake in one league. If you guys are Kenyon Drake owners, where what are you doing right now? Are you panicking? Are you holding on to him for this Jets game they're about to play? What are your thoughts here?
1: Um, if that's directed at me, um, as a Kenyon Drake owner, I had to have picked him in the late first early second um and i'm disappointed but it's one of those things where you can't trade him um i'm and if you're a team that's three and one or four and no i might target the drake owner and be like hey i'll give you a running back two and maybe a flexish wide receiver and maybe you can steal him because you can afford to have that risk if you're three and one because my guess is if you're a kenyan drake owner you're not three and one and uh you need to get some wins. well that's in the two quarterback league so it's a, a little different but um because <laughs> if you drafted him at like 15th overall in a 12-man league you are not right. doing well
0: right now <laughs> Yeah. You're not, you're not happy with that. Yeah. I I'm kind of in the same boat here. I I'm holding on to him at least for this jets game. Like, but I'm in this, yeah, I'm like, I I don't know if I can trade him because what you're going to value him after drafting him and what others are going to value him for, it's not even going to be anywhere close to each other. So I think if you have Drake, you want to hold on to him until somebody comes at you with an offer that like, if you're losing, you, that will help you immediately. Right. So, um, yeah, Dalton, anything to add? I mean, to this, to this on the Kenyon
2: Drake topic, I, I'm just glad that's one bullet I dodged this season for fantasy because there's not a lot of bullets I have dodged thus far. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'll say about that.
0: Well said. Um, let's get to the Baltimore Ravens versus the Washington football team. Uh, I, I mean, I personally watched a lot of this game because I was very invested in Antonio Gibson doing well this, uh, this week. Um, I thought he looked great against a pretty good defense. Um, he only got forty-six rushing yards, but he did add four catches for 82 through the mm-hmm. air and did get the touchdown. So he ended up, I think, on the week as RB five or RB six. Um, did you guys watch any any of this game? No at all? chance.
1: I watched it on the rewind <laughs> again, and I think Gibson is if you're firing him up more than anything as a flex or as like an in- injury replacement what, running back too, I think you're going to be disappointed because if he's not going to score, I think he's going to be in this like 12 rushes for 50 yards, two or three catches. If he breaks one, I mean, he's electric. He can break one. Um, I don't want to rely on him to be my running back too, but kind of like a flex, kind of like think of him like Will Fuller, but for running backs, he's going to boom and he's going to bust and you're never going to be able to really tell when it's going to happen because this was against the Ravens. If anything, this should have been a bust game right. and the game before should have been the boom game and it was flipped. So um, just, yeah. that's kind of my takeaway that the, um, the football team's offensive line, because you can't say the other word um is just bad. So I don't think he's ever going to be salvageable yeah. to run.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right there. I think he did have a pretty bad matchup. And I was scared to play him going into this week, but I kind of had no other choice and I was happy yeah. with it. So uh, he turned out having a pretty decent day. I think they're going to have to rely on him more in the passing game because I don't think Tara McLaurin's going to be able to get 18 <laughs> targets no. a week. Um, like it seems like they're heading towards because he's probably the only viable passing option that Haskins has. Yeah. So uh, he, he ended up having a pretty decent fantasy day, no touchdown, but he did get 10 catches for 118 yards. So not a bad day from probably your wide receiver two or three, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, Lamar actually looked somewhat closer to last yeah. year. Uh, he did get that rushing touch that long rushing touchdown um, had a pretty decent day on the ground not too great on the air but um, you're still not starting comfortably anyone in that ravens backfield um, Mark Ingram got the touchdown but still only eight carries for 34 yards and um, yours was
1: disappointing other than the fact that he caught two touchdowns his volume is just yeah. confusing to me i don't understand I watched the game
0: the whole ravens offense is confusing yeah. to me like i mean even watching them against the chiefs last week i think it just looked they I, they looked completely out of sync last week and i don't know how much of that was due to the game script and the chiefs defense but even this week they looked out of sorts against not a great defense and chase young didn't even play so I agree. yeah it we'll see i i don't i don't if, love that I mean, obviously they're good, but I don't love My the My thoughts
1: on the Ravens is if you're a Lamar owner, go to the Dak owner and just offer Lamar straight up for Dak because the Cowboys' defense is terrible. Dak's going to throw, and Lamar has let, looked less than stellar. I think you would be stealing the quarterback one for the rest of the year, and sure, you're giving up name value, but Dak is incredible, and I don't see the Cowboys' defense getting any better. That would be my takeaway from this. Game. You know,
2: do you know how hard it is for Lamar owners to
1: to hear you say that? Right. I,
2: as a Lamar <laughs>
1: owner, I know it's hard. It was hard for me to say it out loud. <laughs> I know they're they're just hurt right now. Like, what?
2: no way, I trade Lamar for Dak. They better give me Dak and a number one running back. Like, no, you guys got to understand, Dak doesn't look pretty out there, God. but the man is putting up fantasy numbers. The dude is chucking.
0: At, at a historic rate, too. Like, nobody has ever gone on a four-game pace like what Dak is doing because I think he's almost up at the 1,700 yeah. yards if, through four if, games. If he
1: kept this pace up for the rest of the season, he'd have 6,700 yards. That's – the that's, record's like 55. That's insane. Like, just it's, – It's not, he not even He fall 55. off a cliff and he'd still get to 5,000. Like, it's just stupid. So, anywho. Take that for what yeah. it's worth. If I'm a Lamar yeah. owner, I'm offering Dak, and I think you win that trade, so I would do it. Think about it.
0: Well, yeah, that's actually a good segue because that's going to be our next game. We're going to talk about the Browns and the Cowboys. Um, obviously, we mentioned it. Uh, Dak has been just playing out of his mind. Uh, he ended up the, with the 502 yards and four touchdowns on the day in a losing effort, which was just crazy. Um Cowboys defense is awful. I, you probably want to start every single wide receiver you can and against them. Um, maybe except this week against the hmm. Giants, just because that's that's scary to trust anyone in New yeah. York right now. Um, what do we take away from this Odell game?
1: If you can still – okay, here's my thought. I think you need to view Odell, which this is going to hurt because I own lots of Odell. I think you need to view Odell as like around wide receiver 20. So for the rest of the year, he's going to be boomy, busty. He's going to have games like this, but he's just not getting the volume. So if you can trade Odell for someone who's a little more stable, a little higher up, like a Terry McLaurin, a Kenny Galladay, a Robert Woods, a Stefan Diggs, I say you do that and you do it quick. It hurts because you drafted Odell above those guys, probably, unless it's Galladay. Um I just think there's going to be ups and downs because that Browns offense wants to run the ball. It doesn't matter that Chubb's out. They're still going to run the ball. That's what this guy's done when he was with the Vikings. He runs the ball and takes shots. And Baker, the Browns scored 49 points, and Baker threw for 165 yards. Do you know how hard that is to do? Like, I just don't trust Baker. We've trashed on Baker for quite a while. OU fans probably want to find out where me and Dalton live so they can throw things at us. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I just don't. I
1: don't think Baker is a very good NFL quarterback. Like as a Bears fan, I've seen a lot of bad quarterbacks. Baker is a bad NFL quarterback.
2: Uh, I've said it before. Yeah, I don't. Need to I agree. I was.
0: <laughs> I was. Sh- I was shocked when I saw that line that he only had a. He had less than two hundred yards, and they scored seven. What seven touchdowns? Uh. That is just crazy. Um, Yeah, you mentioned it. Nick Chubb goes down with the injury. He's on IR already. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Um, how do we take the news of Kareem Hunt versus Dearness Johnson? I know Dearness Johnson ended up with more carries on the day, only two more, but um, obviously we're firing up Kareem Hunt every week now as an arguably top five running back. Um. Where do we what do we think Johnson's volume is going to be going forward for these next you know possibly three to
2: three plus I weeks think we need
1: to th- oh sorry, Dalton, you can take it. I've been talking a lot
2: i just i mean I think it's nothing to worry about. I know you just said he outcarried him last week, but keep in mind Hunt went into that game banged up already, so I think they were just being cautious, and you know Chubb went down already, so they're like, well, dang, Kareem Hunt's already banged up so we're just not going to use him, you know, as much that game. I think he's going to be the work the workhorse back. I think he's absolutely stepping into the Chubb role while Chubb is out on IR, and I think Johnson's just going to fill in to give him breathers every now and then, you know. I think I mean, I think it's pretty simple in my eyes.
1: I think we need to think of this <laughs> like we th- thought of the Vikings last year with Matt- Madison and Cook. Um the one guy is going to get 20 touches probably and Matt. And you're probably going to be upset when you see this guy get a couple touches, but they're not going to be significant. I would say like five or six rushes, maybe a couple targets. It's going to be annoying as a hunt owner that he gets any, but it's not going to be like the Chubb hunt split. It's going to be like you have a star and a guy who's not at that level type of split personally. Yeah.
0: Now that that's kind of how I was feeling. I was like, you know, hunt probably gets more touches when Chubb is in because he is arguably probably a top eight running back talent in the league. Whereas Dearness Johnson got signed from the AAF, (laughs) I believe. Um, So it's not quite the same, but I do think you're right. I think, I do think that they'll still probably give him five or six touches here and there, just to give Kareem Hunt a breather, especially if he still is nursing nursing his injury next week. Um, we'll see how that kind of continues. But he looked good. He looked like he was healthy. So I I hope that Kareem gets a bulk load because he is going to be destructive. Personally,
1: I will. I will. Um, I was just thinking about talking about Hunt. I if you want to make a trade and go for it, I think if you're a hunt owner, this is exactly what you were thinking for. And you like hunt. So you're all about this, but I think the hunt owners still might not even be valuing hunt enough. I would put hunt at like running back six rest of season. So let's talk, that's like above guys, like Taylor and Mixon and Jacobs, like I think Hunt is, like, just a smash start. The dude's going to get the volume on the ground. He's going to get the passing work like he has been. I think you could get Hunt for, like, I, I think about it. If you walked up with Taylor and offered him to the Hunt owner, the Hunt owner is going to, like, smash the accept button. And I think you might actually be winning by year-end if you did that trade. Um, just something to think about. You might even be able to pull something a little more out of the Hunt owner. It's just something to think about. I think Hunt's going to be awesome.
0: I agree. Um kind of going back to the Cowboys offense, how do we how do we see Michael Gallup going forward this year? Is he is he droppable? Not quite. What what do we think there? I, don't
1: I think don't, he's droppable. No. I don't think you want to drop any piece of the Dallas offense. I think there's going to be games where Lamb or Gallup disappears, but then the next week they could go for a hundred. Like yep. I just you can't rely on them and you would prefer that he's in your flex or like a wide receiver three, but you don't know. You're not dropping him. You start if Gallup's on your team, you're starting him probably every week unless you're in like a ten team league because the upside of that offense is just I mean, Dak didn't play well and he threw for five hundred yards. Like you want any piece of that offense, I think. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Well, I think that sums it up.
0: Um, let's move on to the, the Bears, guys. Uh, this is one of the worst games. I, I I even fell asleep during this game. I'll admit it. I was not. I was not into it. Nick Foles bad, bad, bad. I I, I remember. You, I mean, I remember you even saying, Luke, as a Bears fan, you want Mitch Trubisky back in there. I, I was. I don't think I could agree with I that. Just, but. There's
1: no, okay. I've had this conversation with a couple of my friends that are Bears fans. We had, like, when they pulled Mitch, I was like, so Mitch has more physical ability than Foles, and Foles has the mental ability to run the offense. But there's a reason he's floated around the NFL. He just doesn't have the actual, like, physical skills to do what he thinks in his head. And you see that sometimes, like, the interception, the pass was open. He just didn't have the arm to get it there, and he should have thrown a couple more. I just – Foles is never going to be the answer. I'm not saying Mitch should be the answer, but I just don't think – I realize the Colts have a good offense, but the Bears shut the Colts down. Like, Rivers didn't throw for more than 200 yards. That They, as a team, ran for just over 100 yards in total. The Bears should have easily won that game, and Nick Foles just, like, crapped down his leg. Like – I don't like Mitch Trubisky could have put up 11 points. Like people would have been saying, Oh, fire Mitch, fire Mitch. Like, I'm just like, I think there's a little bit of a double standard there, but that was just gross as a bears fan. That was hard to watch.
0: Do you think that bears fans see Mitch in a worse light than Nick Foles because they traded up, to get him with the second pick in the draft, whereas they signed Nick Foles. Right, to I think if it was
1: exactly opposite, like just like like what you're saying, if Foles was the one they drafted and Mitch was the new guy, they would be doing the exact same thing. Like they would like they would want Trubisky to be playing, and Foles is the name that's been there and hasn't lived up to his calling. Like I think that's exactly right. Mitch has all this animosity attached to him, so they just want him out when he might actually be the better option, which is a scary statement to say. Yeah,
0: I. That's kind of what I was thinking this week. Is like, I. I think Mitch is actually probably a better quarterback than Foles, but Foles does have, you know, the Super Bowl playoff, mm-hmm. whatever. He's got the game managing. He's been with Matt Nagy before. Uh, I mean, he's been with great offensive minds. He knows how to run an offense. He just he yeah, he doesn't have the physicality to be right. able to be a quarterback, I
1: think. Nick Foles um oh, sorry. David I was just Montgomery, gonna say Nick Foles reminds me of oh, like a less physically gifted Alex Smith. And Alex Smith was physically limited. Like there was passes he couldn't throw. And Nick Foles is even like a scaled down version of him, if that kind of puts it into perspective for non Bears fans.
0: Well, he there was Alex Smith's Perfect. backup for a year, so um yeah like David Montgomery didn't do much uh Colts have a pretty decent defense it's looking like uh they've they shut them down I mean it is Nick Foles so we'll see what what happens next week against the Bucks another good defense um Jonathan Taylor I kind of I asked you this earlier uh this week what do you take of him only getting 17 of the 35 team
1: carries I don't I I As someone who watched every snap of this game, if I just saw the stats, I would freak out. But I think he was just trying to figure out something because the Bears dominate. Like I said, the Bears defense played good enough to win 90% of the games that they were in that week. Like if they played – like they just completely dominated the line of scrimmage. So I think – he was kind of just like pulling at straws, trying to figure out something. So I think that's why Hines and Wilkins got so many rushes. Is it ideal? No, but I don't think many games are going to be like that. Like the Bears have a good good defensive line, and they kind of shut him down. And I think he was just trying to grasp for straws personally. Okay, yeah. So as a Taylor owner,
0: are you alarmed at all by the no, I
1: personally no. I actually have fired off the opposite direction. I'm trying to buy Taylor in leagues where I don't own him. I think the volume is there. I think running back is shallow this year and and maybe after a bad game where he only got sixty eight yards and didn't fall in the end zone, people are gonna freak out and maybe you can get him a little cheaper.
2: Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Luke on the Jonathan Taylor a bit. Um, I wouldn't freak out too much if I owned him. I don't own him in any leagues, uh, sadly. But I definitely agree that you might get lucky and be able to buy him low this week. Or, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think if there's ever a time to be able to buy him low, it, it's probably this week. Um, all right, let's move on to the Jags <sighs> and the Bengals. Um This was actually a fun game to watch. It it was kind of ugly, but I thought it was fun. Uh, Bengals get their first win. Uh, The rookie, Joe Burrow, gets his first dub. Um, Obviously, the highlight of the entire fantasy weekend, I feel, is that Joe Mixon actually showed up to play. Um, 25 carries, 151 yards, rushing, two touchdowns, six catches on six targets for 30 yards. I and think a touchdown. the
1: big takeaway on Mixon is if you have a back that's getting volume, don't freak out because Mixon got touches. He was fifth in the NFL in touches coming into this game. And then look, he got a bunch of touches and he broke some. I think the moral of the story is if your guy's getting touches, just it hurts sometimes like the Jonathan Taylor game, but Next week we could be saying the same thing about Taylor. So chase volume don't necessarily chase fantasy points at the running back position would be my big takeaway from the Mixon game.
0: Do you feel like you could say that about Kenyon Drake?
1: I honestly would. If I if you can get Drake cheapish, I would. As someone who tried to talk to you about a Drake trade, not like super I was like Clyde Edwards Hilaire equals Drake plus what to you and you knew it was going to be a little too much, but like, I'm not scared of Drake for the same reason. I think the volume will be there with Drake a little different because Edmonds is a quality backup. Mixon doesn't have a backup nearly at his level on this team. I mean, Giovanni Bernard's Giovanni Bernard. You never want him to be your guy. I think Edmonds is kind of like a sexy name, but still, chase the volume with Drake. Maybe as like I would – if you can get Drake at like a high-end running back two price, I would jump all over that. Like something like around running back 12 to running back 17-ish, I would go all in for that.
0: Gotcha. Um, another kind of standout from the game, DJ Chark making his return back to the field, had eight catches for 95 an and As two someone touchdowns. who owns lots
1: of Chark, Amen.
0: I I was super excited to see that. I know I don't have any DJ shark shares, but I just thought it was really good because I have Gardner Minshew in our two quarterback league. And I think that helps a lot. And also as a James Robinson owner, I think that actually does help kind of take some of the pressure off him because I feel like without DJ shark, they might yeah. start to stack the box That's against fair. him. Yeah. Um, I think our overwhelming uh, dud of this team is AJ Green. Um, I think I think he could potentially get phased out of this offense by the end of the season uh, because I think T Higgins is actually going to compete for that starting role. Um, are you guys dropping AJ Green? Are you? I don't. I know you're an AJ Green owner. Uh, what? Where are you at right now?
2: Ah, <sighs> that's where I'm at, David. That's where I'm at. You know what? I'm. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not disappointed. He'll make it in my segment later, and I'll touch on him then. <laughs> okay, all right. To
0: be seen. then.
1: um. um Luke, I think he's there? drop a bull. Um, I would ask you who you were dropping him for. Um, I. He's still like right. the Bengals. Still want to throw the ball. Zach Taylor is still the head coach. Has green been great? No, but green doesn't get the easy targets. I will say that they kind of use him as like a field stretcher, big body. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I just, I think he looks a little washed, but I've seen washed wide receivers have decent seasons. Um, again, he's drop a bowl. I own him in a couple places. He's, on the drop list, but it has to be for someone good and not just some, like, flyer, personally. Definitely not a shot in the dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I think that's very good.
0: Um, all right, let's move on. Vikings-Texans. Um, this was actually a pretty decent game, I feel. i th- I feel like the score was closer than it was. Uh, For most of the game, I was flipping back and forth in between that and a couple other. Uh, Dalvin Cook had a pretty good game, 27 for 130 and two touchdowns. We talked about Adam Thielen a little bit, 8 for 114 and 1. Here's kind of where I want to talk to you guys about this game. The wide receivers, not named Adam Thielen in this game. We have Justin Jefferson, we have Will Fuller, we have Brandon Cooks. What are you guys doing with Justin Jefferson, what are you guys doing with Brandon Cooks,
2: and how are we going So, look, I told you guys are going forward? that's week two now for Justin Jefferson. That's... I would be willing to play him now next week yeah. or this week, but I still would feel more comfortable if I could. I would still keep him on the bench unless you need that kind of boomy play. If you're, you know, you're you're playing behind this week or something, um, but yeah, I he's nearly there to that three week mark, and you got to follow that hotness. Five targets for a wide receiver isn't bad. That's about what you can expect, especially as a wide receiver two on that team. Uh, And four for five with 103 yards is pretty nice. And if he gets that touchdown as well with that, I mean, you're really happy. So um, if you can get away with not playing him this week, I would do it and wait to see one more week just to see if it's, if he's for sure the real deal and finally stepping stepping into his own on that offense, taking on that digs role, you might say, um, but, yeah, I mean, so
1: far, two, two for two in two weeks. So I like how targeted the Vikings' offense is. It's like a fantasy player's dream. Your running back one gets a lot of volume. Your wide receiver one gets a lot of volume. And the rest of the volume goes to your wide receiver two. Like, the no-names don't get much love on that team, and it's great for fantasy. So I will say, I think Jefferson is kind of starting to work its way into flex consideration in, like, 12-team leagues um will fuller yeah. i i think i told you guys this earlier as one of my hot takes i think will fuller has a chance to be a wide receiver one by the year, end of the year i just cooks looks like i just he doesn't look like he's fully healthy um Cobb, even though they gave him a bunch of money the guy that paid him all that money's gone um i think I think there's going to be lots of targets for Fuller. And part of the reason he was boom busty was because Hopkins was the target hog. And if you're a big play wide receiver, getting a lot of targets, guess what that means? Lots of points. Personally, I think Fuller is not in that boom bust flex consideration more. He's like a, like if you have him, you're starting him and you're just moving on with your life. Yeah. I think
0: he's solid high. (laughs) wide receiver two upside, low end, wide receiver one every week. And especially, I mean, he got the touchdown this week, but he had six catches for 108 yards. So, I mean even without the touchdown it's still Yeah and I decent. think we said Fantasy it and, like Day, we wanted so. to anyways.
2: Um that I, I know I was on board with like Will Fuller over Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver one in that offense as well. So I would not disagree with you,
1: Luke. It's just crazy cuz Cooks has his targets are all over the place. 5 8 5 and 3. There he has, has a game of 95 yards. Like I'm not ready to drop Cooks but I'm not starting him next week, but I just – I think he's kind of like you with Justin Jefferson. I want him to prove it to me for a week or two before I start him, but I'm not ready to give up because the dude's been a top 15 wide receiver every year except for last year where he had all the concussion stuff. Like, I'm not ready to give up on Cooks yet.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, That was kind of my thought is like, and and I know a lot of analysts had mentioned before the season, like, oh, we're worried about Brandon Cooks going to a new team during the COVID times, not no preseason, not enough time to get ready. And I think that's actually like playing into this because Brandon Cooks in the past has gone to new teams and still put up thousand yard seasons. Uh, he did it with the Patriots. He did it with the Saints. I mean, he's he's been, like you said, a solid wide receiver every year, and it just looks like he's a a shell of what he used to be this year so far. And I don't think you're happy having him on your team. But I I, I think what you said is right. I think you should keep him because or and on the bench if you can and see if he can prove it. Uh, I think going off of that, Justin Jefferson, for me, I think he's a start every week now in your flex, especially this week going up against Seattle with the amount of mm-hmm. passing yards they're just bleeding.
1: Especially with um, two wide receivers, starting. I think he's going it, it, to I th- being start worthy. Right.
0: I think I think this week, Adam Thielen and Justin wow. Jefferson both could be top twelve wide receivers. I, I think they have potential. I'm not saying Justin Jefferson is a locked and loaded wide receiver one this week, but I think that you have to see him and Thielen 20-4. both in that top, I would say 12, yeah. 12 to 20 range against such a poor passing defense. Now, or um, I don't know if J- Jamal Adams is going to play this week. I don't know what his injury is looking like, but. Um, if he doesn't play, it, it's just over. Ooh. I mean, Seattle's still going to win that game, but their defense is just they're bleeding leading fantasy points for wide receivers. Um, yeah, they're, I, th- I think they're going to put up some numbers. Um, let's go to the Chargers and Buccaneers game. Is this the game where Buccaneers fans start Probably. saying, oh, we're Super Bowl <laughs> contenders? Uh. Break. I mean Brady looked like
1: like normal or old
0: Tom Brady. He had 369 yards no, and yeah, five I, touchdowns. And
1: Mike Evans looked good. I, um I'm not sure I The Chargers are weird to me. Their defense looked great against the Chiefs and I was amped. And then ever like I just I just don't know what to do with them. They gave up 21 points to the Panthers. They gave up 38 points to Tampa Bay. Herbert threw an ugly pick again. I just, I don't know. I I think the Bucks are contenders. I'm not sure I even would consider them an NFC favorite yet, but they look good. I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to trust someone so old as my quarterback. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah,
2: I agree. I just think Bucks fans, like David said, I, I think they're like, "Oh, this is this is what we're this is what we're really supposed to look like." So here we go, you know. Right.
0: Yeah, and I I mean their defense is good. Ronald Jones looked pretty good, except for the drops he had, which I think if they had Leonard Fournette this week, he wouldn't have had as good of a fantasy output as he did, he did have 20 carries for 111 yards. Uh, He added like six catches, I believe. Um, So I think if Leonard Fournette was healthy, he would have probably dipped into that after Ronald Jones dropped three passes. But um, yeah, Luke, I mean, you hit it right on the head. The chargers are such a weird team because I mean, Herbert's putting up points. He looks good other than just some bonehead mistakes but he's a rookie quarterback and the defense I yeah they held the Chiefs to you know their lowest point total in a while through four quarters and but they also had Chris Harris Jr. that game I believe Um, so I think their defense could be not as good going forward. The rest it's crazy of the to think I mean, how good of their Joey defense would have been if they would have
1: had Ingram, and then the safety whose name Derwin is. Derwin James. Derwin James. Like that would have been a scary defense. Derwin it's James. still good, but it would have been scary. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Their defense. I mean, just watching them in Hard Knocks, their their defense was like that. Kind of made me scared as a Chiefs fan playing the Chargers actually, and I I hate admitting that because. I don't ever like giving the Chargers compliments, but they looked, yeah, they looked good. And now just, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to stop anyone. If you're
1: an Austin Eckler owner, you're scared right now.
0: Yes. What do you do? Are you, are you trying? I mean, if Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson are available on the waiver wire, you're picking them up. You're, if you're the Eckler owner, I think you're going to spend, a good chunk of your fab on trying to get one of them. Um,
1: What are, what are you doing to trade him replace to someone who is three and one or four? No, I don't think Kelly's owned. So if you don't own him sucks to suck Um, just, I mean, Kelly looked bad. So maybe take a shot on Justin Jackson, but trade Eckler pray that you have a good backup running back because I don't think Justin Jackson's the answer. And if you don't have Kelly, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if there's much to do on the waiver wire this week for running backs.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. Good advice. I think that Eckler could, I mean, I think he could potentially be up, out up to six to eight weeks, even they're not even quite sure exactly how long he's going to be out because they said they said initially it looks to be pretty serious.
1: Yeah, that... he couldn't
0: even put any weight on his leg getting off the field. He had to take a break. Yeah, it was rough. Get it was himself ugly. up onto the cart. So, yeah, it did not look good. Um, on the other part of the offense, Keenan Allen, another twelve targets. He didn't have. <laughs> you know, a ton of yards or a touchdown this week, but I mean, you have to love the volume he's getting. What, what do you, what are you going to do with Keenan Allen going forward? Are you keeping him? Are you, you trying to sell high on him? Tell
1: me that Keenan Allen had Herbert for the rest of the season. I think you view him exactly like you view Allen Robinson, high volume, low scoring offense. Yes. Like low end wide receiver one. Tyrod, Lynn keeps mentioning that Tyrod's going to get his job back, which just doesn't, I mean, I guess the Chargers are losing, but I mean, I don't know. Bastard. It just seems weird. Um, maybe he doesn't think Herbert is ready and some of these rookie mistakes he could coach out of him. I don't know. Um, but that scares me for Keenan Allen. So I guess if you want to dance with the devil, you keep him and pray that Lynn comes to his senses and realizes that he needs his rookie to work through this. But um, that would be my opinion. Like, if you have, if you need to take a risk, like you're two and two and one and three, and you need some points, sure, go get Allen. But if you're like four and zero or three and one, and you want to get a little safety from Keenan Allen, I think you're more than all right to do that too. Kind of a spot where you're at. How do you feel?
0: It it just baffles me that Anthony Lynn even remotely feels like they should put Tyrod Taylor back into his starting role because I mean, yeah, they won the one game that Tyrod started against a bad Bengals team and they have been competitive in each game they've played with Justin Herbert. Although they've lost all three games, they lost by one possession and he almost beat the chiefs and almost beat Tom Brady. I, I don't care how old he is, beating Tom Brady is still an accomplishment, especially against a good defense on the road. I, they're putting up points with Justin Herbert. I don't think I just don't Yeah, they don't even
1: have Mike Williams the like, They don't even there, have but... all their weapons. It's still well, I mean, Eckler's gone. The chargers are just being the chargers and getting hurt, so surprise to. Right.
0: It's like Tyrod Taylor's two favorite targets, yeah, his downfield threat and his running back, are both injured. So, uh, that is a sticky situation. Um let's move on to the Saints and the Lions. Um I didn't I didn't really watch a ton of the game. I saw I saw bits and pieces of it. I saw Latavius Murray get two touchdowns, which is great for me. Um what do you guys take away from Latavius Murray getting that I think
1: volume he's and the two touchdowns? I think he's flexworthy in bye weeks. I think he's going to I think the Saints see that Breeze can't throw the ball deep anymore. I think they know they need to run the ball and they want to get to a point where it's like the Ingram-Kamara attack. Do I think Murray will ever out-touch Kamara? No. But do I think he's always going to touch the ball at least 10 times a game? Yeah, and I think the Saints' offense is good enough where that warrants you getting started. Um, Yeah, that's my opinion on Murray. And Kamara's awesome. Do we think that this is going
0: back to Kamara's rookie season when Kamara and Mark yeah, i were yeah, sharing I think, the touches I, yeah. as well?
1: When both guys finished as top 10 running backs, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Murray has that upside. Exactly. I don't think this offense is going to score as much as that team did. But I think Murray will finish the right. year as, like, running back 25 and everybody's going to be like, we never started him. Like, how did he finish as RB 25? Yeah, like, I think that is kind of what – is going to happen.
2: Yeah, I think that's where I'm at personally. Like, if I had him on my team, I would be like, oh, I just don't know if I can start him this week. But I, I, you know, I think I agree with Luke. I think he's getting more volume than people expect and, you know, think he's going to get. And just like I said last week or, you know, on one of our episodes, I said I just didn't think he was getting that volume, but he has been. Um, I just haven't been paying that much attention. And they're not sexy runs. They're just – yeah, the, the, he just gets in and he He's a quietly goes for 14 and 64. Hmm. And that's not a great game if you don't have the two TDs, but he did have the two TDs. So, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to, at this point, yeah, exactly. especially during bye weeks, you got to play him.
1: If, if you're a team that's decimated by running back injuries, yep. Murray might be a guy that you can go steal off of a roster for yep. – a third wide receiver and the guy's going to be like, yeah, take Murray. I don't care. What the heck. And then you get to start him every week as your RB two. And I mean, it's not sexy, but it's better than starting Phil. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which some people have to do and I feel sorry for them. Um, All right, let's, let's move on. Uh, We got the Seahawks and the dolphins. Uh, We thought this was going to be a fairly high scoring game. Um, didn't turn out to produce that quite that. Um, Chris Carson goes 16 for 80 and two touchdowns. I think that's a, probably the best part of that Seattle offense um, when we kind of expected the passing game to really take off against the Miami defense. But um, yeah, uh, what did we I think, think about Russell this? Wilson Russell Wilson. This
1: I don't know. He's good. I think. Carson gets more look in the passing game than you'd expect. I think Lockett disappointed. I mean, everybody has bad weeks. I think the dolphins tried to take him away. I watched a lot of this game because the bears were on at three o'clock and I had to watch something and I had Carson and Parker. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't know. I just, I think everybody did what they thought they were going to do within reason. And then Lockett disappointed. Other than that, the game kinda of followed the script that it was supposed to.
2: Yeah, and I mean it's gonna happen. I don't I think that's a rarity for Tyler Lockett. I don't think that's gonna happen often, maybe uh-huh. two to three times this season, to be honest. Um, but also just last week you had him go for three touchdowns in the first half. So you can't really complain as a Tyler Lockett right. <laughs> owner. I mean he made up for the points last week as you know, alone. Ju- you know yeah. for this week this week it's just gonna happen, um so don't freak out about that, I would say right yeah,
0: I was gonna say what's crazy, and we'll get to this game later, but Calvin Ridley goes for zero points, and Tyler Lockett only goes for like a little bit less than five, That's and they are crazy. still the wide receiver one and two on the season, <laughs> yep, um okay, let's move on to the Giants and Rams. <laughs> I tried to not watch any of this game. I From what I watched, I was not happy. as a Robert Woods owner, I w- didn't end watching or I didn't end the game happy either. Um, well, probably a lot of people started Daryl Henderson this week when they thought they could. They probably weren't happy this week either. I think the only person in the ha- in the happy section of this game was Cooper Cup owners. Ended up with a touchdown and 70 yards. Not really much to take away from this game other than the Rams. Yeah. I just, good.
1: yeah. Like it's a bad, I, the giants Rams team. offense just kind of balled up. They got the lead and they kind of balled up. It's not exactly what you want to see from a team. That's got a lot of fantasy options. I just, yeah, I think there'll be better days ahead for the Rams. They won. I think they kind of took the giants lightly. It's kind of hard to get psyched up for a giants team. That's hurt. I'd, i don't think there's a whole lot to say i don't know
2: no
0: yep all right let's move on this was a good game to watch uh, the bills and raiders um i kind of expected it to be a close game uh i know people don't exactly view the raiders as a competitor with like a bills caliber team um, but it was a fun game to watch. As um, someone who started what, Derek Carr,
1: I was happy to see Wal- the Walrus come back. Um, uh, Waller looked good. I mean, this is another yes. game where the guys performed that you thought were going to perform. Sure, Jacobs didn't break a long run and score a touchdown, but, I mean, Waller balled out. Derek Carr threw for yards. Josh Allen did stuff. Singletary did stuff. Diggs did stuff. I. It was a fun game to watch. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh Diggs had six catches for 115, no touchdown this week. Those went to Cole Beasley and another no-name wide receiver. Um what what do we take from Josh Jacobs? If you take out his week one performance, his three touchdowns, he Hasn't exactly been impressive. What What are we going
1: go, to right for, buy, Josh buy. Jacobs? Gruden wants Jacobs to succeed. He get it's kind of like the Mixon argument. You're buying on volume, knowing that Jacobs is going to break out. Sure, he had 15 carries for 50 yards, but those 15 carries could easily be 120 yards next week. I just yeah. <laughs> The volume, at chase volume at running back. That's, I just, I'm going to say it over and over again, especially in a season where there's so many running back injuries, chase volume at running back.
0: Yep. I like it. Um, <laughs> you know, Josh Allen had a down game, quote unquote, Um only 288 passing yards, only two passing touchdowns, did have a rushing touchdown, Oddly enough, had three carries for negative one yards and a touchdown. I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, Only Josh Allen could do that, I feel. Um, Other than that, I feel like it was pretty, yeah, pretty decent game to watch. Um, Like you said, everybody did what they were supposed to do. Um, Let's move on to the Sunday night game. I didn't watch the link of this game. Um, I. Yeah, I just did not have any interest in it. It was football, but like, it was kind of like the Jets Broncos. I didn't want to watch it. Um, I know you guys watched some of it. That what did you everybody guys who argued
1: that jo- that um, George Kittle should have been uh, tight end one. This is the game script. Like he's like, I don't even care if Debo's back. Debo played a little in this game. He's like by far the number one option. Like, <laughs> yep. Like, they'll let him run it. They'll let him – they're going to throw it to him. They want to, like, get him the ball as much as possible. Like, I think Kittle is just, like, a freak. I really do. I, I. He's awesome. I don't know. Like, he's, like, the target monster, and it doesn't even explain it. Like, they always look his way. He only got 15 targets, but they probably looked his way another 20 more times. It was crazy. Only got 15 targets. You're loving <laughs> yeah. it. At a tight end position, getting fifteen targets—that's yeah. wide
2: receiver. That's yeah, like, that's, that's more. That's better option. than wide receiver targets. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That—that's not wide receiver targets. That's that is top that's three. Great. It's incredible, wide and it's like I said in week targets. one about Mike
2: Andrews. But I mean, this has always applied to George Kittle since he's been that big breakout tight end for the last two three years. They're looking at George Kittle, and then they're going to look at George Kittle. And the entire defense knows it's going to George Kittle. And, it's so and they're still going to give it to George Kittle. <laughs> He's amazing. And the speed he possesses at tight end position is incredible. Yeah. The man has big playability. He has red zone ability. He has first down ability. He is the entire package.
1: One takeaway from this game besides that is I want to do a mini victory yeah. lap on Jarek McKinnon because I told everybody – you want McKinnon, Wilson got the touchdown, doesn't matter. It was McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon until McKinnon got hurt. And McKinnon performed. Thank you. Let's move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Let's go to Monday night. Um, we actually had two Monday night games, and I vote that they should oh, continue this season again. give me and get one less Thursday
1: Sunday noon game and keep um, Thursday night. I like football as many days as possible. Oh, uh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Even though they're getting uglier at, week by week on or, Thursday
0: night. Or they could. Or they can take a noon game and put it
2: on Saturday and, do Saturday football and then well.
0: still do two Monday night really games like- and a Thursday night. I think that would well, be, fun. sorry, correct. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday football, football in the oh, winter. Yeah, I'm still awesome. not there yet. Um,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. Um, you kind of mentioned earlier, the chiefs game. they kind of left a lot on the field um, to be desired as far as the offense goes, they didn't exactly have a decent game, Um, but they still won. They still put up points. Um, Pat had two what got counted as passing touchdowns that were just six inch flicks to the wide receiver. Um, I I think my main takeaway from this game is that Damian Harris balled. Um, He had 17 carries, which like coming off IR, you get 17 carries. That's, sign me up Um, and then he had 100 yards I mean the Chiefs defense hasn't exactly been great at stopping the run over the last few years but I feel like they've done a pretty decent job this season of containing big rushing volume but he he did well he had a big run uh, for like 40 yards or so but
1: I think Harris is until cams comes back without thinking just put him in your flex and move on like I just think that's the volume he's going to get. When Cam comes back, it'll get muddy because he's going to run. But um, I think you can start Harris pretty safely um, until Cam comes back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Cam Newton. Um, Obviously, he didn't play this week due to testing positive for COVID. Now, I know he has had two, I I believe, a negative – test the last two days. Um, so that's good. I think he has to go like 10 days or something symptom-free uh, before he can be cleared to play again. Um, so he there's a good chance he's going to be out for this week as yeah. well. But I think that's not 100% sure. I don't exactly know how the rules work. And I know a lot of people are kind of in that gray area and their knowledge of the rule as well. So um. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, it. I mean, you don't want anyone really on this offense. I feel passing. While I think if Edelman's wise, healthy, you can with start Cam him. Not in the game,
1: but he's not healthy right now. But I don't think you want to start him without Cam there with that cap too. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, I. I yeah, I. I mean, I feel like Edelman's the only good. Option regardless, uh, but yeah, without Cam, they just seemed, I mean, they seemed out of sorts because obviously Brian Hoyer didn't know he was going to cool. start until. Oh, the that's day my before. big takeaway. Thanks
1: for so, reminding. Um, um, remember when I the third know. stringer, Jared Stidham, who did get action, was going to beat out Cam Newton uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of training camp? That was a thing, that was a real life thing that people said. That looks hilarious after tonight's game, just hilarious.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I can't like, believe knowledgeable people, actually people were saying Cam that. That just looks so starter. stupid. Oh, uh, it was awful. Um, okay, let's move on. Falcons Packers, the game wasn't as close as the score suggested. I feel I feel like the Packers had control of this game all night. Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things. Four touchdowns, 327 yards. Um, I had two big takeaways from this game. I would like to form a public apology for I'll Aaron Jones. Apology. I think that <laughs> I was wrong about how I viewed him. I really did think that Matt LaFleur was going to just be ridiculous and not give Aaron Jones the touches. That has not happened so far. I love seeing that because I think Aaron Jones is a great running back. He went 20 for 111 and a touchdown. Um, I would say, I mean, if you can, like go get Aaron Jones. Oh, if, if he's not, I don't think he's going to be cheap.
1: Would you trade him? Obviously don't,
0: don't mortgage away your team, but if you,
1: I I think that's I think probably, that's a yeah. debatable subject. Would you like, trade Jacob for Aaron Jones? I, I, yeah, I would. I would I think you trade could... um Derek yes. Henry yes for Aaron Jones. Hmm. Wow. I he doesn't Absolutely. believe
2: in Derek Henry though. I'm more on the, that, that. and, and that's I, a I no get his I me. get his reasoning. He's gonna say because Aaron Jones I, gets receiving work, which you get you love it. You love to see it. I just think. Talent wise, Derrick Henry is still a better running back than Aaron Jones.
0: No, it, it's it's not even that for me. It's that but you the, said it was debatable with Packers Mixon, and not offense. debatable
1: with Henry. So you have Henry I'll... below Mixon. I no wonder we can't trade him in our yes. combined league, Dalton. I have. Can, can I we water bet that like, again?
2: Yeah. I'll take another bet <laughs> going into
0: this season. Going into this season I had Mixon as a running back six, Henry at like nine and Aaron Jones at like 15. Would you trade Clyde and for Aaron Jones? I I just I don't No. I I think Aaron Jones still finishes top
2: Eight to ten. But the only reason why I, I think Clyde still has the opportunity to finish the diversity. Defense. The diversity of our Chiefs' offense. You know, like I know he he really only had the week one performance, and he he only had one touchdown. And Aaron Jones has still been going off and has been so consistent through the first four weeks. But I still think Clyde has yet to have a big breakout game, and I I think it's come I, I think it's inevitable. So. I, that's that's why. I just think I think the upside for Fighter is just I think I think is too. to give up, even for Aaron Jones, even though I would consider it. Uh, really? I've been, I've been behind Aaron Jones since the, the offseason and David has not I don't have any stock in Aaron Jones,
1: but that was just because of where my draft position lied. Okay. Um, I think yeah. solid. I think you're gonna have to give up some of those names yep. that we mentioned to get him. Yeah. Those are good names. Don't don't, go insult the Aaron Jones owner with David Montgomery (laughs) and Devontae Parker or something stupid. Don't do that. Aaron Jones needs to be viewed as like a top eight running back if you're going to try to trade for him. Yep.
0: I agree. Um, One other takeaway from the Packers, Robert Tanyan, obviously Devontae Adams wasn't playing. I think he he was pretty upset that he didn't get to play – so I think he was healthy enough to play, um, but they have a bye week this week. So I think they just wanted to get him some extra rest in a game. They felt like they could win. He went bonkers six for six for 98 and three touchdowns. Uh, how are we viewing this? Is, is, I mean, obviously he's not going to put up three touchdowns every week, but no. he, is he going to be a no. viable not tight have have option back. going forward?
2: And, yeah. okay,
0: so where in that Seriously, where in that offense do you view him?
1: So we, you we obviously Tanya think Aaron like you did and
0: Devontae are going
1: to be the top Friday before the Packers game started. Yep. You like you did. Never heard of him. Exactly. Never heard of him. That's exactly how you should view him going forward. And don't go <laughs> chasing the points. And I know there's going to
2: be people that are chasing them, thinking they're getting a diamond in the rough. And you know what? If we're wrong, so be it.
0: I I personally picked up Tanyan a few days ago because I was scared that Travis Kelsey wasn't going to play this week. So I got him as my insurance policy. But he does have five touchdowns in three games and 173 yards on nine, like 12 catches, something like that. I, I mean, that's not something to you know turn away at. But uh, like I said, he's not going to get three touchdowns. Don't, uh, and what you guys said is right. Don't go chasing the points. He 31 is the, points will do that oddly you. enough the number yeah. one tight end on the season right now. Yes, exactly. Don't don't chase that because it's not gonna happen to every end. week. Um I just yeah, I, I I wanna see it a couple more times before I believe that. But I think I'm going to hold on to him just for now because yeah, he could put him end on up your being a viable flex for a option. For zero fab, that's fine. Good offense. Don't go
1: spending fab on Robert Tanyan. Don't. Yeah.
0: Um, last takeaway from this game other than Calvin Ridley not getting any catches. No, no, I want to talk about that. I think Um, that was Jair Alexander
1: being Jair Alexander. I think we shut him down. I don't think that was Ridley being hurt. I mean, I just think that Ridley, when he's the number one option, gets treated like he did tonight. I think he needs Julio there to be good. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think we said that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Julio going out early didn't help him at all. I think he only got like five targets the entire game.
2: It's baffling. Ridley, that As is. a Calvin Ridley owner, zero um, catches for zero yards. It's just yeah, yeah. Cool. I saw I a mean, guy
1: on Twitter that lost by .8 points, and he had Calvin Ridley going against nobody on Monday night. And he was like, of course you think you won. Like, I would be so upset. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> Can't even imagine. I want to ask a question though. Where do you guys
2: view Julio now? Oh yeah, he's like, so if mad. He's hurt again, or you know, not even again. He's still hurt. And Same he left here. the game with the injury. What are you guys? What are you guys thinking? You're going to buy him low? Do you <laughs> want to sell him
1: for if, name value? If you can buy him low, like if you can buy him for wide receiver 14, 15 price, I will buy him. If you have to pay top, if you have to pay Julio Jones yeah. name value for him, I don't want him. I. Yep. <laughs> That program. hammy doesn't go away. Like, hamstrings linger. I right. don't – I mean, Julio's a freak, but I just – hamstrings are hamstrings.
2: That's where I'm at. I think I'm going to try and go get him again. And I just talked talk about it a lot of week, I believe. I agree. I tried to pretty much dupe the Julio owner, and he wasn't having it. I'm going to go back. I'm like, hey, he went out again, bud. It again. <laughs> I'm and- still here. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> um, okay, my last takeaway. Uh Todd Gurley, two touchdowns, sixteen carries for fifty-seven yards. Not impressive on the ground, but he does get the two scores.
2: <laughs> Luke, what are you doing with Todd What Gurley? are you guys doing with That's Todd That's a Gurley?
0: great question. <laughs> um, I have Todd Gurley and I am leaning toward more towards the sell high than keeping him, but that's, I own him in the mega too. Like um, Todd Gurley is a good flex just, option, but I don't
1: think anybody smart is going to pay you money. Like, what are you going to get for him? Like, are, is someone going to give you Tyler Lockett for Todd Gurley? I don't think nope. so. Right. I mean, if you would, I'd do it. Um, I just, that's the kind of name. like, I would want a wide receiver top 15-ish name for him. Um, I would want a top 20-ish running back for him. And I'm just not sure those guys are going to be there for you to get. You understand? Um, I don't know. I think he's, as weird as it sounds, I think he's safe. I think the Falcons are going to score lots of points. I think he'll fall into the end zone. 10 or 11 times this season. I just – I don't know. He doesn't give you warm fuzzies, but he's fine. I think he scores on the lower end of those double-digit double, double digit touchdowns this season, yeah. like you said, Luke, with 600 yards on the right. ground. Right, not sexy. He's going to be like a great right. on that New England team with less touchdowns. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I would probably take him as a really low end running back two or safe running back two and a flex play every week. That's about it. I'm not paying high. I'm not paying old Todd Gurley name value for him, which I'm sure people would try and, you know, get you with, but no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So far in the season, he's got four touchdowns on roughly 60, 65 carries and about 250 yards. So that's, I mean, yeah, not sexy, but the four touchdowns is nice. So, um, okay. Um, so we're going to wrap up our game recaps, um, and kind of head into, um, our, uh, just a little bit of an update on COVID with the Titans. I just wanted to mention this before we dig it out of here, here in a little bit. Um, no positive test results is what i've read in the last couple of days so they are cleared to reopen the facilities so they should be turning in the right direction to be playing as scheduled on sunday against the bills which is good news because i have johnny smith and i don't want to start Robert gronkowski again Um. Okay. Well, uh, let's get
2: a uh, little bit of uh, what were you thinking? <laughs> What's, What's up? Besides what I was thinking, because <laughs> we'll get into that. But we're back. That was ben. Up. This is our first victim this week. Our beloved champion, Brandon Cooks. This is a guy who was advocating that Brandon Cooks is the number one receiver in the Texans offense. What? Were you thinking? We told you it's Flying V out here. He has the rapport with number four. Brandon Cooks with the goose, and you lost by seven. I bet you feel like a fool. What were you thinking, Ben? Moving on to Sherman Tank. Daryl Williams? Really? For 0.2 points? (laughs) Why? I gotta know. Daryl Williams. There's Ouch. not a chance. I wouldn't even think about it in my situation. And I started Frank Gore. <laughs> Logan Thomas, the tight end for the Washington football <laughs> team. 1.3 points. You should have started <laughs> the Green Bay Packers tight end, for the love of goodness sakes. I, no, the Washington football tight end. What makes you think Dwayne Haskins is reliable for a tight I don't want to talk about it anymore. Are we that desperate? Jake, Luke's brother. Jeff, my name is Jeff Wilson.
1: Two point four points. I told Luke you. he should. Did listened. you?
2: Did you shine some light on this man?
1: I shouldn't. He should listen. Obviously, <laughs> he fell for the
2: twenty bomb last week, and he was chasing the points as clear as day. Listen to your brother, buddy. And the sweetest news yet. He beat me out for the lowest score this week with 57 points. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Or should I say thank you, Jeff? Anywho, let's move on to your beloved co-host. <laughs> yes, it's me making it on my own segment again. And who else brought me here but AJ Green? You know what? There's This is the best way I can put it is to, you know to AJ Green and and this is why I didn't want to get into it earlier. The best way I can put it is he he's catfishing me. Sure. He he's catfishing everybody. AJ Green gone for 2 years, comes back, I'm healthy, I'm good to go. I got at least 3 to 5 more years left in me. Buddy, I'm not falling for it next week. I'm sick. I'm tired of it. Can't do it. I'm I'm putting you on the the prove it list. I need you to show me that one to two three games something no sorry not one that's that's chasing points two to three games I need you to put up more than eight points because you I don't think you put up ten this entire season gosh Saquon injury is really killing me guys it's taking a toll on me and I'm wow. I started Frank Gore this week <laughs> what? I don't have a choice get me out of here I want to go home okay that's it guys <laughs> thank you.
0: Oh man, yeah, and just just to add salt to the wound, I played Dalton in both of our leagues this week and just utterly crushed him, and it felt great. Um, I, I didn't think I was gonna go two and zero, and I did, and it felt great. <laughs> I didn't hear much from Dalton this weekend, and I think you can hear why. Let's move into a little week five preview of our Thursday night game. Uh, we got the Bucks and the Bears. We're, um, wh- what are you guys taking here? I, I mean, I think the only um, lock is going to be Allen Robinson for me. Uh,
1: what do you guys think Still here? banged up. Ronald Jones is a start as a flex in deeper leagues. The Bears can stop the run decent but i mean it just kind of depends on your game script i always like to tell people this in fantasy football you kind of have to think the game out are the bucks going to take a lead and then nurse it through the whole game if so ronald jones is going to be safe if you yep. think it's going to be back and forth you probably don't want to touch ronald jones because the bears can shut down the run fairly well ask jonathan taylor last week um montgomery is tough you're not firing him up with pizzazz the bucks have a good run defense um but i mean the bears just don't have a whole lot of weapons so i think you start montgomery in a flex and close your eyes because running backs gross and we're into bye weeks um i don't want to start anybody else on the bears maybe graham if you have to as a tight end if yours is like hurt or something or dead um yeah and then the bucks the wide receivers if Godwin plays, you have to fire him up. If you own Evans, you have to fire him up. You're probably not super excited about it. Um, I Sorry, I jumped all over this as a Bears fan, but what do you
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson's a lock. He hasn't been a sexy lock, though. I want to point that out. He's getting it done, um, but I know we were talking about that. It just doesn't always look pretty, and it probably will never look pretty when you have Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. But it, it is what it is. He's still a lock. You, um, I you believe, gotta love. A lock, time. especially if Leonard Fournette isn't gonna play, which you know we don't know yet. Um, but the volume was there. He had 20 carries this mm-hmm. last week for 100 yards. And he, if he falls in the end zone, you're happy. Mm-hmm. So he's a lock in my opinion, uh, as long as he's not sharing that backfield this week again. David Montgomery, I agree with you, Luke. Uh, these last two week performances haven't been the prettiest, um, but he has the volume as well. So chase the volume. Just hope hope he breaks one. Hope he falls into the end zone. Um, Mike Evans is a star, man. It's yeah. it's a lock. It, yeah, I, the dude hasn't. What has he got? 100, 100, 170 yards through four weeks, <laughs> and most five of touchdowns this year. That's crazy to me. It's, it, this is a thousand yard oh receiver God. his entire career and he is looking terrible on the receiving end this year aside from the touchdowns. But you got to start him. Tom Brady, I think Scotty Miller,
1: startable as well as a flex in deep leagues. Like he's coming off back to back weeks of eighty yards. The Bears don't do a great job at defending um, slot wide receivers. I don't like you. Don't get excited about starting Scotty Miller, but I think you just have to start think of him as like Julian Edelman who ran into a pole. Sure, he's not going to be put up peak Edelman numbers, but he's safe. I think you can start him for five for fifty, and that's his floor personally. Yeah, uh, drop those
2: Buccaneers tight ends. Mm, I don't, yeah. don't want to hear it. Gronk, OJ Howard, Cam Bryant, drop them. All of them. Oh, I didn't even know that.
1: <laughs> well, OJ Howard's out for the
2: season, so you yeah. should definitely no, drop him. Drop
0: him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Bucks are opening up this game as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Bucks in this one, especially if Nick Foles is still going to be the quarterback through the full full four quarters. So um, That's it. Yeah, guys. Is there anything else that we need to mention before we get out of here? All right. Well, yeah, guys, remember to follow us on uh, the social medias and uh, to pay attention to when we are announcing our giveaway. We are about 50% of the way there. So listen up, follow the rules into the giveaway. I like free food. You You should too. (laughs) And we'll catch you next episode. And remember that the giveaway ends as soon as we hit 250 listens. And to enter to win, you must do those four things mentioned before. Also make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sports913Pod for more news and more entertainment. Then also make sure to follow our personal accounts on those platforms as well, which those handles are in the bios of our podcast pages. And remember, we're up to two shows a week now. The plan is to release a new episode every Wednesday and Friday. Thanks for tuning into the show and we'll catch you on our next episode.